podcast you've been looking for all along. Step into the life of urban exploration with guests from around the world. Welcome to No Tracers. Welcome back to the No Tracers podcast. How's it going, everybody? So, first of all, my voice is a little hoarse, so I apologize. This intro is going to be a little bit uh, softer, if you will, or gritty, uh, I guess. But, um... Welcome back to No Tracers. My name is K, just the letter K. I'm also known as No Tracers. Just wanted to let you guys know, first of all, thank you for listening to this podcast every single week. I appreciate it. Sorry I've been a little uh, slow to upload. As I said in the last episode, I was on tour in the UK and forgot some of the episodes on my computer at home like a doofus, and so I didn't get to post them for a couple weeks, but we're back on track, back on schedule, and next time I travel, I'll be sure to uh, backlog these and, and upload them before I leave so that they're ready to go. This week on the podcast, I'm speaking with Jack Explorers. Super excited for you guys to hear this episode. Before we get into it, a couple things I need to let you know about. First of all, I have a new YouTube channel for my urban exploring content. It's called No Tracers. You can go check it out. Uh, I'll put a link in the description for you guys. I am going to be moving my old Urbex content over to the new channel as well as this podcast to that channel, just to separate it from my vlog travel channel. I felt like it wasn't getting the love and attention it deserved. So I figured YouTube likes to uh, favor new channels. So I've already hit 100 subscribers on that channel. And uh, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we're at like 200 or 500, who knows. But if you want to go subscribe to that channel and support what I'm doing as far as urban exploring goes, please go to the No Tracers YouTube channel and check it out. Thank you guys so much for supporting my content, supporting what I do. I really appreciate it. And the next thing I need to do is thank our partner on this podcast, Liquid Death Water. If you guys want to pick up a case of Liquid Death Water, you can get 10% off your order by using code just the letter K. Thank you guys for doing that and supporting me in that way. Here's an ad I made for Liquid Death Mountain Water right now in three, two, From the one. streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water. A water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else, or if you're trying to lower your waste footprint, Liquid Death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of Liquid Death. Check the link in the description and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid death, murder your thirst. So if you want 10% off your order at liquiddeath.com, use code just the letter K at checkout. You have to get a case of water and a koozie set. So you have to get a case of water and a koozie set in order for that discount to work. It's the koozie set that, that makes the discount work. So you gotta, gotta get that in order to get 10% off your order. But uh, use code just the letter K and you'll get that 10% off. Thank you guys for supporting me. Thanks for supporting Liquid Death. And Liquid Death, thank you for supporting me as well. I really appreciate you guys. They always send my band water whenever we play shows and it's super cool. I love Liquid Death. It's so good. All right, without further ado, Jack Explores. Welcome to the podcast. Please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. All right. So my name is Jack. I have been exploring since about 2016. 
ish. Uh, it kind of started with me, just me and my friends kind of just checking out random abandoned buildings. But, um, I'd say I more really got into it around 2017 and, um, I haven't, actually officially trespassed in over a year. So I don't know if that's considered, I don't know if that's considered retirement or not, <laughs> but I just haven't, I just haven't really felt the need. <laughs> I'm sure I'll talk more about it. <laughs> yeah. We'll get more into like that. The, the phasing out of your urbex like mm -hmm. life, if you will, in a little bit, but take me mm -hmm. into your very first exploration. Where did you go? What did you experience and what made you kind of connect with this hobby? Okay. So I want to start with the first two, if that's okay, because yeah, one, one really brought it into the other. So the first place that I technically explored was called Belmont mill. And I don't know if it's still there. I haven't been in years. But essentially, it was a mill in this small town called Belmont. And it was kind of trashed, but it was also somewhat preserved. There wasn't any kind of machinery or anything left like that. It was more just the ruins of it. Like there were some parts that were roofed in, but the main roof had collapsed, you know, years ago. But there wasn't a ton of graffiti or anything like that. Like there was, you know, but it wasn't like, just like when people draw dicks everywhere. So it was, it was a cool place to check out. And, um, this started because my dad, um, got me into 35 millimeter film and he was like, you know, here's a, you can borrow my old film camera. I've got some old rolls of film and, uh, why don't you just go mess around and take some pictures? So I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to try out exploring abandoned buildings. And I went there with my girlfriend at the time for the first time. And I'll never forget the first time entering an abandoned building. Cause it's like, even though it's just the ruins and it's like, no one, obviously no one cares about this place. Like there's not going to be security. There's not going to be anything like that. But still that first feeling of walking in and smelling the asbestos or mold or lead paint or whatever it is that the building had, um, it was, I mean, it was, it was really surprising and I really, I just really liked it from then on and I wanted to see places that were in better conditions, but I'm still very fond of that place, even though it's, you know, a really shitty place, but sorry, I can curse, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I'm still very fond of it because it was the first place that really got me into it. I, before that, you know, I went to this place that I presumed was abandoned and I took some outside pictures, but I didn't want to start with that because it's a different feeling than, you know, there's a certain adrenaline rush that you get that first time walking into the building and you're like, are there other people here? Am I going to be caught? Whatever. And, um, after that, I sought out to find a place that wasn't so decayed and uh, destroyed. And this place is being renovated now. So I'll use the name um, I don't think it's doable anymore. It's called the, uh, the Gibsonville school, which is a town that was a little bit away from mine. Someone showed me a video that they were in the basement, you know, at my school lunch table. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you can get in here. If you go through this door, whatever. So I got in there and that place it, I'm more fond of because it's really cool. And I'm sad that they're renovating it. Well, happy and sad, but, um, <laughs> I mean, the decay is this just historic school building. And I mean, the decay was perfect. There was absolutely no graffiti up until the last time I went about a year ago. Um, 
I mean, it was just a really, really cool place to see. And, you know, I, I, I had some good memories there. Maybe I didn't <laughs> take the best pictures, but <laughs> a lot of good memories there. Oh man, I love hearing about it. You know, I love hearing mm -hmm. about those first explorations because you can you mm -hmm. can literally hear like the love you had for this like in your yeah. voice when you're talking about that first it is step a, into it's there. A, it's a those two are really special places to me. And I don't know if they're my you know if I'd consider them my favorite places I'd ever been, but I mean they're just very they're very special to me. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, there are dogs like going crazy outside right oh, now. Oh, that's that's okay. <laughs> Dogs I mean, will be dogs. Just, just be prepared. I may have to go open my door and let my cat in if I hear him. He's. I totally get <laughs> it. I've got, two, yeah. <laughs> I've got two cats in the room with me right now, so I, I totally. Oh yes. <laughs> so, uh, did you did you stick with film photos or did you go digital at any point? Like, tell me more about mm -hmm. like the process because you know not a lot of people shoot on film, so I think it's super cool that you do that. Yeah, well, nowadays I only shoot on film, but for urban exploration, I started on film shooting just expired film, whatever my dad had left in the drawer, whatever. And um, it was a Nikon FE2. And that's what I started on. And then I was like, you know, I want to be able to print large images, which you can do from film. But at that time, I was just oblivious. <laughs> I want to be able to have, you know, and I wanted the ease of it that you can just plug an SD card into your computer the second you get home. <laughs> Yeah. So I got a Canon Rebel T5i and it is so weird. It is basically broken. There's like a bit there's like a big piece of tape on the bottom that's like PCB board error blah 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 and I was like, "Nah, don't worry. I can still shoot with it." <laughs> and I had to go like through the men the menus and get to these get to this weird mode that would let me take pictures. Hmm. but I got it for cheap. So I was like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So I, start, I started on that. Yeah. I figured it out. Exactly. So that was a good camera to learn on looking back at my old photos with the 18 to 55 kit lens, that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like, I knew I, I really knew nothing and I want to get more into that later because there's such now that I'm like, I guess retired out of urbex, I still have people messaging me. And I'm like, I was, I was here at one point too. I was messaging people when I didn't mm -hmm. really understand the code that, you know, that you don't really message people of her locations and bother them. Yeah. But that was me at one point. <laughs> but, um, anyway, yeah, I got a, a rebel T five I and eventually for my graduation present, I got a Canon EOS R, which the only thing it's used for now is DSLR scanning my film, <laughs> but <laughs> That was a huge step up, full frame, mirrorless. It was new at the time. Got a good deal on it. And um, yeah, that, I mean, it's it served me very well for the times that I was still using it, which was right up till the end of my urbex. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I love, you know, I'm a huge gearhead. I love talking about gear. Like I could have a whole podcast about like, oh, yeah, photography could, and video gear. <laughs> I could, oh, I could talk about it forever. <laughs> So speaking of gear, like what did mm -hmm. you take into these abandoned places? And this could be this. So this is for newer explorers. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like what bag did you use? What kind of shoes should you wear? Like things like that. Like what kind of light should you get? Like, do you have any like tips for, for gear as far as urbex goes? Um, depends on if you're trying to do photography or videography. I was, I wanted to do both and I still have a YouTube channel that I haven't touched in years 
with this stuff but i always you know my first thing was like camera and light panel because low i or a high iso doesn't really work <laughs> i mean <laughs> especially for i was limited to the t5i which is right. terrible in low light so anyone who's getting into it you're definitely going to need either a very strong flashlight or preferably a light panel that would go on the top of your camera and um tripod i would i would always recommend a tripod i mean it's the quality you get with a tripod is so much better than handheld um took me a while to figure that one out <laughs> and uh the shoes i never really paid too much attention to the shoes i just always wore long pants and long sleeves because mm -hmm. that will you know better your chances of not getting cut by something but the shoes any of the places i was in i mean i probably should have been wearing thicker shoes but i would just wear you know normal shoes yeah i'm i'm the same way i you know i i did have a pair of like all-terrain vans for a second but i mean like mm -hmm. at the end of the day they're just vans you know they're not like yeah gonna keep it's not gonna feet stop protected a nail from, from nails. going through that exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly but yeah i never really you know pay attention to the shoes i just wear what i have and that's pretty much it especially because like mm -hmm. i travel a lot for work and when i travel i mm -hmm. try to find abandoned places where i'm going and I, i'll just mm -hmm. wear the shoes that i brought you know yeah exactly exactly and uh yeah i just never really paid too much time. i mean just a pair of crappy shoes i wouldn't you know obviously wouldn't wear a nice pair of shoes in there but just right. a crappy pair of shoes which also that makes it even worse because they're falling apart right of course <laughs> but um and i don't want to say that you know without any of the gear that you can't do you know you can't go in these buildings because my first time i was just in there with my phone and a flashlight you know <laughs> yeah Exactly. That's all, that's all you really need. I did have my that camera, but I mean, still. Yeah. You don't. I mean, you don't necessarily. You, you don't necessarily need a camera. You can just go yeah. on your with your phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> especially with phone, the phones nowadays, you, you know. Yeah. Oh, especially nowadays. I mean, even then it was pretty good, but nowadays it's just wow. It's crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's crazy. It so, is. So speaking of like you know wearing long pants and long sleeves to minimize your risk of getting like cut on something. Do you have any urban mm -hmm. exploration injury stories? Oh, this is a tough one. I think I think I do, but I honestly am not sure. I feel like I, if it if I did, it's minimal because I For don't sure. remember it vividly. If I if I do, it's minimal. Um, gotcha. I know I've definitely scraped myself up climbing under you know a garage door or through a window, but nothing that was like where I was like, yeah, we have to go. I do definitely remember a time that I was extremely dehydrated and you know uh, humid, <laughs> hot <laughs> building and getting very lightheaded after exploring it for nine hours. Oh my God, what? What? Yeah, I think, okay, I wait, think my longest more. explore. Okay, I think my longest explore is actually eleven hours. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> it, it was um, <laughs> it was this sanatorium. It's not doable anymore because some idiots posted it on TikTok and ruined it. Oh no! But yeah, they posted it all over TikTok and gave out the location and blah blah blah. And there's an active boiler plant across the street, and they were like, "Come check out this abandoned boiler plant." And I'm like, oh, no. "No, it's oh, actually no. active, and it's a mile down the road from an active prison. It's the old oh, prison. God. So it's <laughs> it's literally just like the worst situation because the second they saw it, cameras, security." Yeah everything like they had security whatever but you know what i mean like they yeah, were like, they knew they knew people were going so they were right. really hard on it but um not gonna say the name just because i don't want anyone to get in there but it had um 
it was a sanatorium. I, I can't remember exactly when it was established, but it was somewhere around like 1910. Wow. And yeah, so that, I mean, absolutely massive. And I could draw you a map of that place and tell you where every single room is in there because there's some key pl- things I wanted to see, which there is a whole dental unit side wow. thing, multiple dentist chairs, um, good x-ray room. We spent probably five hours trying to find the morgue because all the fire exit things said there was a morgue, but we found the room it was in, but it was cleared out, unfortunately. (laughs) But I mean, absolutely massive place. One of my favorites because I've been there so often and it's really, really pains me to see what happened to it. I mean, there was multiple pool tables in the recreation room and people were taking all the pool balls and throwing them out of the window. Oh my God. And like just, yeah, just, I mean, absolutely awesome place. There was like a full lab. There was a, there was a photography dark room, which now, now I wish I went in there and I looked and saw what they had when I was there. I just kind of peeped in and was like, eh, you know, (laughs) I was shooting digital at the time. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah. I know. I want to go back now. And I'm like, Oh, I bet they have blah, 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 all this cool stuff, but you know, whatever. And, uh, oh, it also had a chapel, a full library with all the books left, two chapels, actually, I misspoke. Um, I mean, this place was truly, I mean, not a touch of graffiti, not a touch of any, just pure decay and yeah, I, can, I, I think that should probably be the cover picture for this is a good picture I have there. I'll find it. But um, yeah, I'll send it to you. But uh, I mean, absolutely wonderful place. <laughs> and uh, yeah, TikTok got to it. Oh, TikTok. Good and bad. Yep. <laughs> Ugh, gotta yep. love it, gotta hate it. Uh, so mm-hmm. when you were saying that you could draw a map of that place, like, that mm-hmm. that just gave me so many ideas of like you could literally <laughs> like when these places are gone and get demolished like you could oh i post yeah, up those could, maps <laughs> dude that'd be mm-hmm. sick i could i could 100 percent do that for that place because i've probably been 10 times first time i was there was nine hours second time was 11 hours wow and was this and like an just, overnight yeah. was it during the day like no, what was the I time got, frame? i mean i don't remember the exact time frame i know we got there early in the morning it was uh do you know bandonia scott no, I have don't. Have you heard of the account? Oh, absolute legend. This this guy, I have the utmost respect for him. He still explores. I still talk to him a lot. And you can tell a lot, like I've switched up with my exploring and stuff. You can tell a lot about, you know, who really supported you versus who was just there to see what spots you had because he still talks to me, still, you know, likes my photos, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So there's a few people like that I want to, you know, I, I would shout out as well. Um, but Scott me and him went and i mean just a wonderful place like if you wanted to know exactly the best route to get to the surgical rooms to get to the where the presumed morgue was to get to the dental unit to get to the chapel i could take you there and i mean save you 11 hours trying to find it (laughs) (laughs) but hey i mean that's all part of the journey Mm -hmm. right that is all part of the journey but like it's it is weird because the third floor well there's a basement so technically four floors but like the third floor you can only get to it from one stairwell and that's where the the surgical rooms and the dental unit are yeah we have 
we've got a place out here in California that everybody knows about. It's this huge hospital. It's literally 17 stories tall. You know, it's mm-hmm. insane. Surgical. Yeah, classroom, I know what you're talking everything. about. You don't see, you know, yep. the one it's, it's notorious in the community. And I know exactly know. which one, and I've been wanting to go there. And of course I just never, never got the chance to go there. <laughs> it is near impossible to get in there now because the police presence is so yeah, heavy. I've, I've heard, I've heard it's crazy to get in there now. I, I don't know anyone who's been in there in the past at least six months. Oh yeah, it's super difficult. And I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, if people want to know, like the, mm-hmm. the, the only way to get in there is with a media pass and they're, mm-hmm. they don't even give them out. So you can't get one. So you're not going yeah. is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, There's no real way to get in there. The only way that I know someone got in there is they brought a bunch of tools and they unscrewed the door from the frame oh and went <laughs> <laughs> they unscrewed the door from the frame and oh got it and then reins- wanna... reinstalled it on their way out oh my god i want to interview that guy <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy so what was it like to unscrew this door from the fucking door frame? yeah what was, psychopath. what was it like to do that <laughs> so crazy and how long did it take you were you like were you afraid of getting caught like I have so many yeah. follow-up questions. <laughs> I know. And I was like, you got to take me, man. He's like, nah, I'm not going back. <laughs> right? He's like, he's one like, I'm not done, going back. He's like, yeah, he's like, I already been once. I already saw everything I needed to see. I'm not risking that again. And yeah. that's another thing I want to talk about is that now breaking and entering is just normalized to get into mm-hmm. these spots when it used to be for me. It's like, you just walk in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's exactly. like, and if the door's locked, if the door's locked, the door's locked. You just leave. Yeah, you don't go in. Just go home. Go you don't home. Go, go find another yeah. place. Yeah. There are yeah, options. Yeah, go find. Go drive to another place. I can't tell you how many times I would go up to a place, be like, "Oh, doors locked. Oh, no, no open windows. Yeah, we'll just move on." Yeah, like what? Yeah. You don't need to get in there that badly, you know? Like, you don't come need on, to get guys. in there that badly. Exactly. I mean, I can't. I can't. I, I can say that I perhaps have partaken in that once or twice in my day. Sure, sure. <laughs> maybe I maybe think a couple times. I think we're all guilty of that. But, but that is I mean, an issue yeah. that I do have with, yeah, that's, yeah, I learned that I'm like, that's actually a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But yeah, Getting, I mean, t- yeah. talk more about the community and like the state that it's in right now. I'm just, it's, it's frustrating because yeah. I mean, breaking and entering is just normalized. It's like, if you want to do these really good spots, you got to break and enter. I mean, respect to these people because they do it and they get some mm-hmm. cool pictures, but I mean, it's, it's not good for newcomers into the community because teaching people that it's a, it's a big deal. I mean, that's like, is that a misdemeanor or a felony? It depends it's on the kind of, of building. And I guess it depends. In and, yeah. But I mean, if that's it's a government like a, building, that's a, it's a felony. So yeah, that's, the, that's potential to ruin your life over some pictures. Yeah. yeah. Not worth it guys. Not yeah, worth it. Not, not worth it. Not worth it whatsoever. So tell me about your scariest exploration. Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. I'm not a very paranormal person. I don't really believe in a lot of that, but I was with some friends that did. And I don't know. We were at the Gibsonville school and they were like, look, they had this rumor pulled up on their, on their phone. And they were like, some teacher killed a student in the on the third floor and you can see them at 
blah, 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 whatever time, if you look in this window, you can see miss whoever. And then there's some other thing. It's like, I heard about a fourth grader who slipped on ice outside of the school and died and whatever. And it's, they were saying that the ghost haunts the building. And I'm like, no, <laughs> what is this bullshit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but of course the, you know, it's a leaky building. So there's some water dripping in. They were like, fuck is that <laughs> like, you know did it, did, it does ne- never yeah it's like it never sounds like water until you're like until you go see it and you're like you, you see the water dripping but when it's you know a little ways away it's an echoey building you're like the fuck is that <laughs> and sounds it almost sounds like footsteps and they're like oh we need to record this to document this paranormal activity and i'm like oh my god and i i will admit they had me pretty freaked out <laughs> but then I'm like, there's no way. It just had to be dripping water or something. But they were so freaked out about it. Oh, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Some of these places, like, mm-hmm. there is there is like an energy. Like, you've got to admit. There like, is. Thought, I can't, you know I can't lie. Um, I was at a, at a abandoned hospital, and I've never felt this before in any other place. But I walked into the surgery room, and I just got, like, this really weird feeling in my chest just like this really sad dark feeling and it was really unsettling and weird and i've never experienced anything like that before it made me really it's like had me thinking like something bad happened in this room and what did you do like when you felt did you leave did you stay what did you do oh i stayed (laughs) (laughs) i just i just stayed and took pictures i was like ah it's no biggie (laughs) But I, it like really made me, th- it really made me think I was like, wow, <laughs> that's like the first time a building really impacted me. And I've explored some places with some bad history. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if you've heard of the Desjardins, uh, institution or asylum or whatever it is. It's, it's so trashed. So I don't mind naming it. <laughs> it's not even <laughs> if you're hearing this and you hear me name, Oh, Desjardins, whatever. Don't even go. It's not even worth it. <laughs> <laughs> But that has an even worse history, and I've been there, and it's, you know, whatever. But I don't know why that place affected me so much. I mean, it was really ominous because the power was on, and everything was still there, but I don't know. That's creepy. When the power's on, like, we did, we went, I went to Mm -hmm. uh, Nashville and explored with Abandoned Uh Nashville, Steve Ronan, and Big Banks. You know, they, Mm -hmm. like, all happened, we all happened to be in town at the same time, and Abandoned Nashville was Mm -hmm. like, we're going to go to this school if you want to join us, and I was like, "Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, let's go, because I've had had (laughs) Abandoned Nashville and Big Banks on the podcast, so it was cool to, like, Mm -hmm. meet them in person afterwards, you know, and it's been cool to connect Mm -hmm. with these these people on this show, so so we met up, we went to the school, and, and and part of it still had power the water was running mm-hmm. and like that's so creepy to me i'm like just turn the power off <laughs> like what are you doing <laughs> yeah any of the times that i've been to a place that still had power on it's just really unsettling and yeah. that's also been my downfall to getting caught is power on means you know oh there could be some possible working cameras or motion sensors and yeah. one time that was true <laughs> tell me about that story I'll tell you. Yeah. Okay. I was in Gary, Indiana. Oh, okay. Yep. Say less. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember the exact name of the school, but I don't see, I'm worried about naming it because if I name if it, it, might encourage it, people to do go. Don't do yeah, it. I'm not going to name, I'm not going to name it. But, um, if you know of a abandoned school in Gary, Indiana, that still has partial power, just don't go because that's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, 
we get in there and we did some questionable things to enter the building on some unspeakable things. Sure. <laughs> no, it's not, it wasn't that one, well, not that bad, but you know what I, you know what I mean? Not, yeah, the, I know let's just say there wasn't, there wasn't a readily available open door. So we had to right. make a readily available open door. Right. <laughs> so cool. anyway, we get in there, we're shooting the auditorium and the exit signs are on. And I knew that there was partial power here, but as far as I knew, it was only exit signs and some of the emergency lighting by the pool right. and by one other room I think had emergency power still on. So the exit signs were on, but um, I was like, ah, it's, that's no big deal. You know, a few of the other places we had been in had uh, the exit signs were still on. But um, anyway, they walk, I was with strange places with max power and I was with shoot to kill. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he gets so much hate. And that is one of the most genuine, nice explorers that I have ever met. And I, hate how much hate he gets and every you know anytime that i mentioned that i explored with him everyone's like oh you explored with him and i'm like that is one of the most genuine nice people i've ever met in this community so i just wanted to yeah. throw that out there for but sure 100%. anyway they walk out before me out of the auditorium and i hear a voice say show me your fucking hands <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like shit, and then oh and then I hear him say, "Is there anyone else with you?" So I walk out, and I'm holding my tripod, my other hands up. I set my tripod down, hands up. He has, I think he had a canine between his legs, oh and he had his gut. He had, you know, he was holding his gun tactically with the flashlight under it, pointing like pointing all at us. He's like, "What are y'all doing, man?" He goes and he he's uh, he said something like, "What are y'all doing in my school, man?" He goes and unlocks the doors from the inside, takes us outside, and it's just having to stand there. He's like, yeah, I'm requesting backup at blank high school. And about, I'd say it was like four cop cars pull up. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we're all just standing there. And he's like, he's like, all right, IDs, everyone. You know, we're a little hesitant at first. He's like, IDs. So he has us all get out our IDs. They take all our IDs. They come around, they take pictures of all of us, they take pictures of all our IDs, and at this point, I'm like, oh, fuck, we're going to jail. Like, this is it. This this was also, like, four days before Christmas. Oh, <laughs> like, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a real nice present for my mom. Like, hey, yeah. mom, I need you to come bail me out of jail in Gary, yeah. Indiana. Oh, God. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And anyway, they come back and they're like, all right, so, Here's what we're gonna do. You have all been placed on our trespassing watch list, which is a continuous list that Gary Indiana has. Um, Anyway, we're all on it. If we are caught trespassing in Gary Indiana ever again, we get a felony and go to federal prison. What? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm I'm essentially banned from Gary Indiana. Oh my God, okay. Um, And I, this is, this this is, Yeah, this is part of it because I'm worried that somehow if I ever get caught again, it's going to show up when they run my ID or whatever. Be like, he has, you know, know, I don't know if it would show up for just Gary, but either way, if it pops up, even if it says just Gary and Deandre, be like, this guy was caught before and he's out doing this again. Like, obviously, he hasn't learned his lesson. Right. So that's that's my real concern is that if I get caught again, I'm essentially fucked. 
forced into retirement my friend it is but that didn't stop me for a couple months <laughs> but that was that was like i think that was like december 2019 wow and i probably stopped around june 2020 okay maybe gotcha. august maybe august 2020 yeah and, and i i hate to say that that exact same day the second we got back to the car whatever they let us off with a warning we went to another abandoned place 15 minutes away and did it again. <laughs> this one we also had to make at our very own door. Oh my God. <laughs> it was, yeah. And they didn't, uh, they, they were like, how'd you get in? We were like, oh, it was this door over here was open. They're like, oh, okay. Oh, didn't question it. We're like, yeah. yeah. Love that. Okay. Love that. <laughs> so yep. tell me about your most dangerous or your riskiest exploration. Hmm. Definitely one of the quote unquote abandoned hospitals that I've done. Um, we have a certain number of what are called vacant hospitals, vacant rural hospitals. And by vacant, it really means that about a year ago, they were like, we can't really afford to keep doing medical stuff here. So how about we just lock the doors? But, um, you know, just keep everything there and we'll come yeah. back to it once we can afford it. So it's really not abandoned. Like some of the parts are still in use. Yeah. So I had a real bright idea <laughs> where I would bring, you know, bring a butter knife and it can meet a door. And then the little butter knife technique on the door. And I was like, this is going to be sick. <laughs> and I mean... It was it was a cool explore and I have the video unlisted on my YouTube because it's been up there for like two or three years because I am scared to death of posting it because they have yeah. working cameras there. They like you just have to like they definitely got me on video, but I was like, fuck it at the time. Yeah. It's like, what are they going to do? And now I'm like, yeah, I can never release this. <laughs> oh. But I anyway, I mean, a cool, cool surgery room um just everything left behind it it really is not abandoned which is like it's cool but i mean we could hear people walking around in there we could hear i mean it's really just it's more like an infiltration than abandoned yeah, building right it's like a uh an mm -hmm. in and out challenge <laughs> it really was we were there i don't know how long we were there it was we probably overstayed our welcome but we didn't get caught so <laughs> Very good, very good. So, uh, tell me about your favorite exploration overall. Hmm. If you can pick one. If I can pick one. Oh, that's a, that is a tricky one because I've had a lot of good ones that also had bad times within them. Mm -hmm. Like that one, in, the one where I went to Chicago and Gary. I mean, that was a, just a really great trip. Made some good friends, but you you know how that one turned right. out for me. <laughs> um, I would definitely say the sanatorium I was talking about. I think that I'm going to go with that with Scott because yeah. that was my first time exploring with Scott and he's just, he's a great guy. So it's really good to, um, you know, it was a good way to meet a friend. We spent a long time there. No one bothered us. And it was, I just got a lot of good photos. I learned a lot about, you know, the etiquette <laughs> and uh, urbex and just a lot about using my camera and just it was a good time so we talked about you know social media a little bit and kind of what it's mm -hmm. done to the hobby uh what do you hope 
for the future of urban exploring? I hope for, I'd say, I hope for the breaking and entering to calm down because that is just a huge risk that people should not be taking. I, I mean, respect to those who do it and I have nothing against those who do it. It's just, it's so easy to mess up your life doing that for some pictures. And I, I just hope that it goes in a better direction because it's also very toxic right now, especially with social media, especially Instagram. Yeah. I mean, there's just always, you know, some kind of, it's like a hierarchy of who can hit the best spots or who can hit the coolest spots or the riskiest spots or whatever. And the photos really like some of the photos are really good, but some of them people don't care what it looks like. It just gets likes anyways, because it's a new spot or it's a hard spot or whatever. And it's like, I, I miss it when there was like a lot of like, not to say that there isn't talent in it, but there's like, mm -hmm. there's just some of it gets a lot because just because of the fact that it's a, like a cool spot. Right. Some of it gets a lot of likes just because it's a cool spot when someone else shot it a lot better or someone else took a lot better photo in a much less risky spot. Right. No, definitely. I totally, if get you know that. what I mean. I absolutely know mm -hmm. what you mean for sure. Um, yeah. and then if you, so if you could live in one of these places that you've explored for an entire week, which one would it be? Oh, that's another tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely that abandoned hospital I was talking about, not the one with it's like kind of active, the one that I was talking about with the surgery room that was really unsettling. Oh yeah. And I actually know a few people who have spent nights in there, Wow. <laughs> but, um, because of the fact that one of the, it still has cable. So <laughs> if you could find a room with a TV, you can watch cable TV and charge your phone wow. and it's got hospital beds and there's clean sheets in the cabinets and like, it would not be a bad place to squat or just cool. live. Nice. And then lastly, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started? Oh, that's another good question. Um, I wish I knew that, I mean, it's not so important about the spots that you go to. It's more about the connections you make through the community because you can go solo all these spots and get these, you know, fun photos and risky photos. But I always enjoyed more the connections that I made and the people that I met by exploring or just going out, you know, and meeting people and linking up with people. I mean, I just enjoyed that so much more than the soloing of risky spots. Love that. That's absolutely beautiful mm -hmm. thank you so much for coming on the podcast if people want to follow mm -hmm. your journey of what, whatever you decide to do in the future as far as like photography goes things like that uh where can they find you online drop your social media yeah so i've got instagram it's jack period explores and there is no e on the explores it's j-a-c-k dot x-p-l-o-r-e-s and um i mostly do film photography now uh, medium format film and i've had i don't know it's, i i i don't want to say that i enjoy it more than or, urbex but it's a lot different and i just feel like shooting film causes me to slow down a lot more and enjoy the more simple things to photograph and there's a lot more beauty just to be seen other than what's in the abandoned buildings or at least that I guy's found got that. such a spark when he talks 
That was Jack Explorers. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you learned something from it. If you're new to urban exploring, this is probably the episode you should you should have listened to first because it's so good. And he's so right about, you know, B&Es are not worth it. And his story, you know, like he could go to, you know, federal prison for all we know if he gets caught one more time trespassing pretty much anywhere, not just Gary, Indiana, you know. So he's got, you know, real life advice for you guys that you should follow so if you did enjoy this episode of the no tracers podcast please hit that subscribe button if you're not already subscribed and if you did enjoy it please leave a rating and feedback and i will send you a signed photo print so that rating and feedback goes on apple Podcasts. so if you have like an iphone that means you have an icloud account which means you have an apple account which means you can leave feedback on apple podcasts under the no tracers podcast Thank you for doing that. I will send you a signed photo print. You guys are the best. Thank you for supporting this podcast. If you'd like to continue to support what I do, you can support me on Patreon. You can tip me on PayPal. You can buy a copy of my photo book. I have four copies of my book left. If you guys want to get a copy of No Tracers and Urban Explorer's Diary, head to notracers.com slash shop and pick one of those up. Thank you guys so much. I will talk to you again next week with another episode of No Tracers. If you want to come on the show, please DM me at no.tracers on Instagram and I'll get you on the schedule. Thank you so much. Stay strong. Keep enduring. Go out. Go explore something. And remember, leave no tracers.